0: Hello, hello, this is Jonathan, and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hello, amigos and amigas, and welcome to episode number four of the Johnny Talks Podcast. In today's episode, we will speak to Pete McPherson from doyouevenblog.com. Through his website, Pete is helping content creators such as bloggers or podcasters to produce better content, and to grow their websites. So this is why I've been following Pete for about two years now, listening to his podcast, reading his material on the website, and I found most of the tips are very helpful for me. As a matter of fact, I was reading a worksheet from Pete on how to get started with a podcast, and I think step three or step four was, well, when you're going to start your show, contact me. I'd love to be a guest on your show. And guess what? Well, that's what I did. I sent a screenshot to Pete. I said, look, I'm following your worksheet, Would you like to be my guest? One of my first guests. And he replied very quickly with a yes. So uh, send me the details, blah, blah, blah. We'll fix a date. Send me the notes. And uh, here we are. I'm very excited to have uh, Pete here on the show. And what we will talk about today is actually his story. His story on how he left his well-paid job in corporate America to pursue a project he's been passionate about, his website and podcast, Do You Even Blog? Earning him $0 from the start, And we will discuss how one navigates this, leaving a stable, well-paid situation to pursue a project you're passionate about, but with a high risk of not making substantial income from the start. And maybe you're listening to this and you're in a similar situation as Pete, meaning you're in a stable job, you earn good income, your manager is happy, uh, everything goes well, but there's still a project or a passion that you want to work out better, you want to develop, you want to increase, you want to grow, and you wonder how you could go from your current situation to uh, working full time on the project you're passionate about. So we hope that, uh, yeah, with Pete's story, you can get the inspiration to take action on this or at least some ideas and tips and even warnings to help you move further. And if you're here because you know Pete from his blog or a podcast, well, you're in for a treat, my friends, because we will really go deep in the details of his story and you will really get to know the man behind Do You Even Blog? So let's not wait any longer and let's hear this interview.
1: Hello, Pete. How are you doing today? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for asking, Johnny.
0: Awesome awesome. So yeah, uh, for the amigos listening, so Pete McPherson here is blogger and podcaster and I've been following him for about 2 years listening to his tips, his podcast shows, his fantastic interview, most of the interviews uh, that he uh, conducts are about uh, blogging tips podcasting tips but he interviews successful people in the world of uh, podcasting or blogging type of you can see him as i would say the tim ferris for uh but for podcasting and blogging (laughs) is that correct pete
1: uh wow that's like a little overwhelming because i'm actually (laughs) a huge tim ferris fan yeah but you know what i'll take it I'll take it. You're right. Podcasting, blogging. Tim Ferriss, Pete McPherson. Same thing. Same, same thing,
0: thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the the thing is, I want, I want to emphasize. Uh, it's not only about Tim Fraser, but it's because you go deep in the details and you really try to analyze as well how successful bloggers or podcasters work and how they can, I mean, how we can take the lessons from those guys to to apply to, for example, me, my blog, johnnytalks.com or the my new newly started podcast. And that's what uh, is great, but it's, it's a fun and entertaining show. I really enjoy it. It's just great. And, um, okay, I'll stop here because then I'm sounding like a fanboy here, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so Pete, can, can you tell just a little bit about yourself, about your, um, where you're from? And because maybe people that are list, listening, they're not maybe necessarily in the blogging world, podcasting, but they just want to know, hey, what what is the personal finance advice? What is a career advice uh, that we can learn from today?
1: Sure. So first of all, Johnny, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that vanbury or not. It, it means a lot to know that you listen to my show in general. So thank you. I appreciate that. As far as the, I'm going to tell you the backstory to answer your question, but as far as your listeners out there who are just like, give me the, help me with my money. Like, give me the personal finance exactly. stuff, help me, you know, invest better, quit my job, whatever that looks like. Just have more money at the end of the day to spend on whatever I want. We're going to get there. I promise. So, I was excited to come on here to share my story because I think we talked about this off air a little bit. Mm-hmm. I haven't really told it in full. So the the 10 second version, and then we're going to go to the complete version if you'd like to. The 10 second version is I live in a small town. It's called Rome, Georgia, not Rome, Italy, mm-hmm. and I've lived in Georgia my entire life. I went to high school here. I went to college. I worked in corporate America for several years. I actually have my CPA license. I'm a certified accountant, was an accountant for several, several years. And the end of that is I eventually quit and transitioned into full-time self-employment, full-time entrepreneurship, where now I blog and podcast Mm full-time. So that's the the 10-second version And Johnny, I'll ask you where you'd like me to go from here. There's a lot of nitty gritty details in there that I think could be helpful for people as they're figuring out their own money journey, how to use money to build that life. They want, whether it's working, starting something on the side, just saving better, budgeting more, getting out of debt, whatever that is. And so would you help me to go into the the full backstory or just kind of skip? and, we, pick we, and choose we want the full details, uh,
0: Pete. We want the full details. Okay. But let me okay. help you. You started as a CPA, so an, an, a certified accountant. Did you really enjoy accounting? What made you quit? What, what was the, the trigger? I mean, how, how long did you do this exactly?
1: I did not enjoy accounting. I enjoyed money. Mm -hmm. So 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 here's the context. Mm -hmm. I went to college as a music major. Music was all I ever really wanted to do. I was good at it. I played percussion. I played piano. I enjoyed majoring in it. I enjoyed performing. I enjoyed teaching music. My entire life was like wrapped up in that. So three and a half years into college, when I'm just about to graduate, quite frankly, like I'm really close to graduation at this point. Mm -hmm. I decide it's not what i want to do it's not what i want to do with my life and so i changed majors not only did i change majors but i changed majors oh four times in the next (laughs) couple of years yeah i went from music to business to italian like the language italian which i don't speak at all by the way and finally i get kicked out for a semester at this point Mm i changed majors pretty much failing all my classes at this point not because i'm Not smart, I guess, but because I'm not trying, I'm not motivated. I don't know where my future is going.
0: Or uh, that's what I kind of feel. It's not the the thing.
1: It's not the thing. In fact, I have no idea what the thing is. That's a spoiler alert for my entire story. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. So eventually, after a semester off, I go back to school. I major in sociology Mm -hmm. because I just found it interesting. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I I can graduate with this. I like this enough where I can make good grades. I can graduate. So I did. I took it. I graduated in 2009, which for anybody in America and possibly global realizes that's when nobody's hiring people like me. (laughs) The Great Depression of 2009, the recession, nobody's hiring sociology undergrads. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So I don't have a job. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to find a job, but I know no one's even considering me at this point. So I'm not sure what to do. I moved back in with my parents. I moved across the state of Georgia back to my hometown, my the house that I grew up in. And I eventually go to a mentor who I've known my entire life. He's the dean of the business school of a college here in Rome. Okay. So I go to this guy and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to do. I mean, I thought I did music and then it never worked out. Then I tried business and that was terrible. I hated it. And mm-hmm. now I have a degree. Well, what do I do? And this guy says to me, you liked music, huh? I was like, yes, of course. He's like, oh, you should do accounting. I'm <laughs> okay,
0: like, <"What?"> totally unrelated. <laughs> okay. That's no, no a, that makes
1: no sense. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, it does. I know you. I know how your brain works. You'll be really good at it. And so I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. I like money. I want to have more money. That's what accounting is, right? It turns mm-hmm. out, no, that's not what accounting is really. But I was good at it. And I, I studied relatively hard. It took me two years, but I got an undergrad in accounting. I got a master's degree in accounting and I passed the CPA exam in the state of Georgia. So I am now qualified as an accountant. Like I, I was good at it. I didn't really want to do it. I didn't really know what I wanted to do though. I had no idea where my life was headed. I had no direction, no purpose. I was like somebody straight out of a self-help book at this point. Like I have no idea what I want to do <laughs> in my life, but I'm good at accounting and I like money. So that sounds great. So, I got a job. What do you know? I went on some interviews. I got hired for like the first one in Atlanta, Georgia at a big accounting firm getting paid $52,000 a year, which at this point in my life is more money than I'd ever dreamed of. Like $50,000 a year? What? This is (laughs) insane. Who's going to pay me this? Why? (laughs) So, So, I go there and I was good at it, but I didn't like it. I didn't really know what else to do. I didn't like it, but I was good at it. I did that job for about three years. I got another accounting job in, uh for a, for a billion dollar company, huge, huge, massive company. It's just, if you looked up corporate America in the dictionary, that's the job I had. Okay. Just accounting back office numbers, staring at a Dell computer screen with Excel, like all day long.
0: That sounds like the dream, Pete,
1: you know, It was, it is for a lot of people. Here's the kicker though. Are you ready, Johnny? That wasn't the dream for me. I hated it. I hated it. I was good at it. I got paid a lot of money. I kept getting like $5,000, you know, salary increases like every single year for several, several years. I was good at it. I hated it. So after talking with my wife and we have one child at this point, we're like, what do, what do we want to do? What are we going to do? And I promise I'm, I'm going somewhere in this story here, Johnny. I quit that job and took a startup job in my hometown. I moved. We moved. I sold, we sold our house. We moved to Rome, Georgia, this little small town, but it's where my family is. And we had friends there. Cause that's where I met my wife years mm-hmm. earlier. And I took a job at this small startup and it was the perfect job. Johnny, they were going to pay me a salary. It was less than I was making in Atlanta for sure, but they're going to pay me a salary with benefits and health insurance. And I could work half time, so I could like start blogs on the oh, side. Wait, that's awesome. Dabble in entrepreneurship. Yeah. It was the perfect gig. It was so awesome. Except for the fact that they had no money and I didn't know this and they only paid me one paycheck and then I got laid off.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So. Bummer. For the, for the personal finance people, listening to the show, you can kind of see where we're going here. We had great salaries in Atlanta. I decided, oh, cool. I'll go take a job at this startup. They're going to pay me some money. We sold our house. We moved. By the way, my wife is pregnant again at this point. So child number two is on the way. And what do we do? My wife has stopped working as well. She taught music, by the way. So no jobs there. And now I'm out of a job. And we have like a little bit saved up. We have like. Uh, you know, 15, 20 grand from selling our house. Uh, and then like a, a emergency fund or whatnot, like, like we're, we're okay. We're not homeless on the street, but mm-hmm. we have zero income, yeah. zero income, no side hustles, no jobs, <laughs> nothing no what investments do we do?
0: working in the background. No, yeah. No uh,
1: Let me talk about, we're going to come back to this. If you want to, this is the personal finance part. I want to talk about how we survived, uh, in just a second, but fast forward just a few months. That's when I started, do you even blog? And I could tell that story as well, why I did that. I think that's actually not what your listeners want to hear. That's mainly about me just finally giving in to what I'm passionate about. Oh, there you go. I just told you a story. It was 10 seconds long. I finally <laughs> gave in and did what I was passionate about, which is talk about blogging and talk on the internet like we're doing right now on this podcast. This is mm-hmm. what I want to do and have been for a long time. So I finally allowed myself to start that and I haven't looked back. That was two and a half years ago at this point. I've been doing this full time ever since. So actually, I'll let you decide, Johnny, uh, because I'm, I'm kind of done rambling here. But yeah. do you want me to go back to that that survival part? Or did you have other questions?
0: But yeah, let's go back to, to the survival part. Okay, you, you got the job, you go to the startup, you lose a bit of income, you get fired. I understand you have this passion that is coming but what about your finances how, how do you handle this because okay you you started the podcast but the, the podcast it's fun but okay didn't bring income straight away or did it i don't know so how did you just handle this phase because me you know maybe there's listeners that would that have a passion and they're ready for it but they are hesitating because they're like yeah okay if i quit my job or if i reduce my hours uh, uh, i mean how can i transition to to this to a patch to my passion or you see where I'm going and how how do mm-hmm. I secure some kind of minimal income or uh, how do I survive a few, the startup
1: months, let's say. Sure. I will tell you our story and what we ended up having to do and sacrifice, but I will also warn people. It's kind of not satisfying. I feel like this is just my opinion. Now, Johnny, I feel like so much personal finance Is pretty easily learned. I think the hard part is people actually implementing it, whether that's a lack of motivation or a bad mindset or some fears about money that they can't get over. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part, in my opinion. A lot of people disagree, and that's fine. So our story, when we moved back to Rome – this is right before I got fired, right before I got fired – we had found a house that we were going to live in and possibly even rent out in the future. Like we were into real estate investing. We found it, we made an offer. Uh, it eventually got accepted and we paid for the inspection and we're about to close on this house. It's right in downtown Rome. It's the heart. It's like a little fixer upper. We're going to live in it. We're going to flip it. Eventually we're going to rent it out. Something like that.
0: Sounds like a plan.
1: Yeah. So in the meantime we'd actually moved into my grandmother's house. My grandmother lives in a nursing home and has for several years. Her house was unoccupied. Okay, Well, not empty. (laughs) (laughs) But she wasn't living here. And so we kind of put our stuff in like a storage unit right off the bat. And we moved into my grandmother's house. And this turned out to be the only way that we could have ever made this work. Like me doing Do You Even Blog full time and my wife Continuing to teach piano lessons and not take a full-time job, et cetera, et cetera. This was a blessing in disguise. So we put an offer on the house. We're living in my grandmother's Mm -hmm. house. And that's when the unfortunate news comes in. Oh, now we don't have any money to pay you. We like you. That's great. You're not technically fired, but we don't have any money to pay you. So you're on your own. So at this point, we have a choice. I could go back to accounting probably pretty easily but it would require us moving again. Like I would have to, we'd have to pick up our family. Again, Mm -hmm. my wife's pregnant. (laughs) We already have one child. We have to move again to a big city, Atlanta or Birmingham or Nashville, or up to Michigan where my wife is from. We'd have to move. And we didn't really want to do that. So we sat down we had this conversation and this is tip number one, like the takeaways for your audience. This is tip number one. You can't do any sort of meaningful transition like this, whether that's transitioning out of a full-time job or investing in real estate or making some other life-changing personal finance decision without a really difficult sometimes conversation with your wife or your spouse your husband your family your family
0: yeah yeah absolutely i i totally agree with that
1: so that was that was step number Mm -hmm. one having this really honest conversation about i would like to try this full-time entrepreneurship thing i think i can make it work but there are going to have to be some sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we stayed in my grandmother's house, which I told you is the only way this could have worked. Like if we did not have that, this asset in place, us being able to live without a mortgage or rent payment, we still, uh, you know, offset some of the costs here and there, but it's not like a huge mortgage that we have to pay every month. If we didn't have that, this never would have worked. So there's one piece of the puzzle falling into place. We're like, okay, we can, Just temporarily, we can live in this house for very, very little. There's one big slice of the budget right there. Okay. What else comes next in the budget? Car. Johnny, this is, (laughs) well, I'm glad you said that. I sold my car. I drove a really nice VW. I was super in love with it. It was really fast and speedy. I drove it all around Atlanta. It was great. I paid too much money for it. This is back before I was in personal finance. (laughs) And so I sold it. And I downgraded I downgraded to a Ford Expedition, which is still really nice. I love it But I no longer had debt. Yep. I I sold my other car for Like 16 grand or something at that point. I'm not sure and my only rule was It has to be a downgrade like I still had oh I still had like four or five thousand dollars worth of debt on it mm-hmm. car payments. So I was like, nope, I got to get rid of that I got to cut out as much debt as humanly possible and we we just have to slash our monthly budget, like we do. We burned our bridges we, or burned boats, burned bridges. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> the point was we were uh we were making a very difficult decision, and this is the boring part, the non-satisfying part I was telling you about Johnny mm-hmm. the mentality or the mindset there you go. that's the word I'm looking for. The mindset we took was out of necessity. yeah, I didn't have a full- time job, and I wasn't like trying to summon the willpower to save more money at any given month. No, this was do or die time. We burned our bridges at this point. We had to cut back on spending and budget and stuff. And we had, I pretty much had to sell my car and we had to live in my grandmother's house in order to make this work else. It would not work. We'd either be on the street or we'd have to move and I'd go back to accounting, which would be fine. That's actually a big takeaway. Now that I think about it is having some sort of like backup plan (laughs) <laughs> A little security blanket. I could always go back and get another accounting job. Pretty qualified. I have experience. I think without that little security blanket, I wouldn't have been able to do this as well. Yeah, correct. But again, just to sum up like the, the, the useful but kind of not satisfying answer is we were kind of forced to take things out of our budget. Like I would have preferred to keep my car actually now that I think about it. But it was just one more opportunity to eliminate – one little piece of debt, three, 4,000 bucks right there. Went ahead and downgraded. We sold a bunch of things like our belongings and pretty much everything we owned at this point fit into one storage unit. And we got rid of a bunch of, a bunch of excuse me, monthly subscriptions. Yeah. Right now we have Netflix and that's like pretty much it. Like literally I don't pay for any other subscription stuff except for like Netflix. That's like that's literally all. And a bunch of other small things like that. And we did it over the course of like, a couple of weeks. This wasn't like a small ramping down thing. This was like a do or die We're, we're, I don't know what the right metaphor here is, but we're just cutting everything because we have to, else we don't survive.
0: In hindsight, would you have done things differently? Or you, I mean, you're happy that you did this?
1: (laughs) That's a very difficult question actually. And you know what? Nobody's ever asked me this. So I have to be completely honest with you here. I love what I do now. I'm very thankful. For this business to be growing slowly but surely. It's not taking off. I'm not a billionaire, uh, <laughs> but it is working. I'm very thankful for that. But I gotta also say that there was a bunch of stress, especially in those first like six months yeah. where we we're like, slashing budget, but then I had to make money somehow. <laughs> Else we're doomed. Yeah. Like, what are we gonna do? That was a stressful period. And I would not do that over again ever if I had the choice. Ideally, and this is kind of what I recommend to people. And you mentioned Tim Ferriss. This is also what Tim Ferriss recommends to people who want to quit their job is to have something that's working a side hustle, a blog that makes money, a small business, whatever that is, have something that's working first, working consistently too. not just like, Oh, I made my first hundred bucks. I'm gonna quit my job. But no, I'm already bringing in a thousand dollars, $5,000, $10,000 a month, whatever that is, do that before you quit. Mm -hmm. If I could do it all over again. I would have tried to build that instead of quitting accounting and going to my startup job, which I eventually got fired for, et cetera. That's what I would do if I had to do it all over again. But I'm also torn because I probably wouldn't have started doing a vlog and I probably wouldn't be doing what we I'm We wouldn't doing today. be talking
0: right now, Pete. <laughs>
1: that's, that's correct. I would not be on this podcast. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Where did that passion come from, from blogging or uh, podcasting? Because I didn't hear... The part where you like to talk or the part where you enjoy um, writing articles, etc. Where did that come from,
1: actually? That's a good question. So right about the time in my story where I moved back in with my parents, I think I mentioned that a little while ago. I graduated. I have a degree in sociology now. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Everybody wants to hire me. Totally <laughs> joking.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I moved back. Yeah. 2009 that's exactly right 2009 moved back in with my parents and at this point I'm actually pretty lonely Like none of my friends are around and I had a girlfriend, but she broke up with me Like a couple months previously and now i'm literally just like hanging out in my parents house And trying to figure out what to do with my life. I'm I'm very lonely very lonely And so at this point I have no idea what made me start my first blog But I started a blog and it was completely like an online diary. It was pretty personal. No one was reading it. So it didn't really matter that much. (laughs) I just thought it was kind of fun. And it was an outlet. It was on the internet. And I got to, I got to share things, how I was feeling, what I was doing, what I thought about the world. Again, like no one was reading this, thankfully, Mm -hmm. but I just started. And from there, I got a little bit interested in the process of blogging. Like I kind of liked the act of blogging not necessarily what I was talking about. So I started a little bluegrass blog. I played mandolin and played guitar and I loved bluegrass. So I started a little bluegrass blog, which is actually still up, by the way. You can Google bluegrass corner. Actually, I don't know if you'll find it or not, but it's still up. It's somewhere on the internet. Okay. And I started a small podcast with a few friends of mine. And by friends of mine, I mean people who knew me in college that were really into sports. I'm not into sports, by the way. Like I just I'm not athletic (laughs) for the most part, (laughs) but they wanted to start a sports podcast. And they're like, Hey, do you know anything about podcasting? I was like, uh, yeah, of course. Even though I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And I went to the nearest Walmart and bought a podcasting for dummies book. This is like early 2010 or something. Anyways, I produced their podcast uh, for like 10 shows and I loved it. It was so much fun. I enjoyed every second of it. I enjoyed editing. I eventually figured out how to like talk into a microphone without, Feeling like a complete idiot, although it took a while. I'll be honest. I same, here, same here, here,
0: Pete. No worries.
1: <laughs> I, it takes a while, Johnny. It takes yeah. a while. So I love it. And long story short, my uh, my additional college friends, people I grew up with, who didn't live in the same town, they were, were you know all over the state of Georgia in Atlanta or some. Every time I would meet up with them, maybe like once a month or so, they would actually make fun of me. I'm not talking about like actual making fun, not just like poking fun at friends. I mean, they did that too. We all did that. But they actually made fun of me for blogging and podcasting, which I, I was, I was kind of torn up about. I was like, I didn't really understand it. I didn't really know what to do. These are like my peers. By the way, I don't have any friends in my hometown because I just moved in with my parents again. Like I don't have any other friends. The only friends that I do have that I hang out with are making fun of me for like podcasting and blogging and stuff. So I quit, I stopped, stopped blogging, stopped podcasting. I stopped everything. And it wasn't until years later Mm -hmm. where I'm working in accounting in Atlanta, where I'm bored at my job because I don't like accounting, quite frankly, that I started getting back into it. That's when I created a personal finance blog. This was 2013, 2014. 2014 started a personal finance blog, loved it, but I didn't really like it for personal finance. I'm still into personal finance, but I just didn't really enjoy blogging about it. I just enjoyed blogging and I started some other online businesses. I started some other blogs. I started some other side hobbies, uh, just over 50 during this time, by the way, like just every month I'm like churning out ideas, starting websites, building websites, building blogs. And in 2017, no, excuse me. 2016, when I got laid off, the process of blogging and podcasting, what I do now. In other words, that's the only thing that interested me. I'm not interested in blogging about personal finance or mm-hmm. parenting or travel. I love those subjects, but I'm just not interested in blogging about it. I want to talk about how blogging. to. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So, at that point, I got laid off and I was just like I said, do or die. I burned all my bridges, forced into budgeting, forced into something. I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. That's the only thing I really, really care about talking about and that I want to do as a business, like with my life. It's the only thing I'm super fired up about. I'm going to do it. I'm going to awesome. interview people for the podcast. I'm going to talk about blogging. So there you go.
0: Fantastic. That's uh, not really like it because, you know, in sometimes in my job, in my day job, what I like is not necessarily the product. It's the process as well, not the, mm. what I enjoy is part of it. It's not necessarily the industry. I'm in procurement. I like procuring. I like negotiating. I like the, uh, the process of managing a process, managing the deadlines, disputes. I like all this. Mm. I mean, I could do the same job in another industry, but this is what I enjoy actually. So it's not exactly the same, but it's not the end thing. It's the process kind of.
1: I like that. Good for you, by the way. I feel like not everybody can say that, so good for you. Yeah, but I've been thinking about it. You know, uh, <laughs> when uh, you know when you 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 go to
0: job interviews, and I changed job uh, one year and a half ago now. So uh, okay, I was preparing all these thoughts, and as well, it it helps me as well. I mean, this kind of skills, this kind of passions or interest helps me as well with the, with the blog, with the, talking about personal hmm. finance, negotiating. How do you negotiate a salary, etc. This you know, it it can all work together. So that's uh, a bit how uh, yeah how it works for yeah. me. Yeah, and your podcast, okay, because that's your passion. We kind of determined that. But how quick or how did you yeah how quick did you make back your uh, salary if you reach that level again, or how were the first months uh, while taking off? How did that yeah. go?
1: it went pretty well actually I was delightfully surprised that I was able to monetize it the way I did so here's the here's the quick version mm-hmm. the very first month I was determined to make money not like a thousand dollars not even like 500 bucks I was like I need to make a dollar like literally one dollar else I will never ever stick to this like I need to make my first dollar in month one again I didn't have an audience I didn't have like thousands of downloads or thousands of like page views to the blog. I had nothing. I I mean like literally nothing, but I reached out to some people that I knew from my personal finance days Mm -hmm. and I asked them for money. I was like, I will just, just sponsor me. I will promote you. I'm going to be big like three years from now. I will still promote you. Just like put your faith in me and please sponsor this blog. And you know what? It worked. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I was asking for 50 bucks and I got a $50 sponsorship. I was like, you know what? It's something, it's something. And it's more than I've gotten with a lot of my previous blocks. That's something. And the next month I was like, well, maybe I can do a hundred. Okay. So I did a hundred. I'm still living off savings at this point. This is like a couple of months down the road. And month three, it was roughly the same month four, I was getting a little bit of traction. I'm not talking about thousands of people yet. I'm talking about dozens of people still like really small. But I know I'm doing something right when I have some engagement. So I launched a product. I called it like a 30-day challenge for bloggers basically. And basically what I walk people through is making their first dollar. Kind of like I did just a few months prior when I was mm-hmm. like reaching out to people asking for money, I walked people through that. And I made like oh, uh, what was it? Like like $2,200. I was like, "Oh, wow. whoa." Whoa. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What?" I can actually like do this in some degree. Like what? And so I eventually started something called blogger you, which is, uh, eventually going to morph into what I'm doing today. The business model, it's basically just a membership community for creators, podcasters, bloggers it has courses, it has some one-on-one support. Like it just really helps people do this as a business. I started that like maybe five months into do you even blog and it actually worked. Like pretty well. Not like a million dollars, but it worked. And so the first 18 months, that would be like 2017 and 2018 in there.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I made around forty thousand dollars just from Blogger U. And there was a little bit more income from freelancing. Mm -hmm. I took on a few marketing clients, just doing some really basic stuff. Um like back-end administration sort of stuff, nothing fancy at all, just through friends of mine that I met in blogging, some people that I had on my podcast even, like I I had some connections there and was able to build up some freelance income as well. And that was actually a large part of how I survived, like the first year or the first 18 months, I would argue even up to two years, Mm -hmm. was by getting some freelance clients. So So, so are you you
0: then getting close- close to your initial salary i mean the accounting salary or uh, still far away or just (laughs) just to evaluate (laughs) that
1: no still far away definitely but given the changes that we made when i got laid off Mm -hmm. like we were able to make that work and continue to be a little bit more comfortable save up a little bit more (laughs) take on less credit card debt like Start paying off student loans again. Like we were able to build that up. And no, it's still not where my accounting salary was. But it's enough. And it's growing. And I'm expecting my accounting salary to be there right around April of next year. Oh, wow. Like And then then some. So I'm hoping uh, that's like, what, six-ish months from now, seven months. About six months after that, a year from now, I'm hoping to have it... Uh, 120%, 150% of my accounting salary. So i will say- And
0: this working on something you're passionate about?
1: Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. Yep.
0: Uh, just something pops into my head now. Your income is growing, which is great. Your podcast is growing and uh, it will grow expand- exponentially after this podcast, I'm pretty sure. But uh, <laughs> j- just wanted to circle back to time where, you, okay, you, you were starting the podcast with- no fantastic salary what uh, habits or what uh, for example you cut a lot on um, subscriptions and you said okay I still keep Netflix but are there other uh, other habits uh, financial habits that you kept from that period that you still do today being more frugal or being more mindful on certain expense that you didn't have before Mm -hmm. anything you're still taking today yeah
1: Absolutely. So Ramit Sethi from I Will Teach You To Be Rich, he talks about this a lot and I've actually found this to be true in my own life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: A lot of his personal finance strategy revolves around spending money on the things that really (laughs) provide you happiness. Yeah, that provide you like well being and happiness and that stuff and figuring out what it is in your life that doesn't really matter as much. Like maybe it doesn't contribute to your happiness on any given day as much. And then cutting that, like ruthlessly cutting that. And so for me, coming from corporate America where I had, you know, enough money to spare, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I love, love, love. No, excuse me. I don't love. I love saving money. Uh, Eating out for lunch. What I was saying by I loved, I really didn't actually mean that I loved doing it. I was just addicted to it. And I didn't even know it when I lived in corporate America. You do it
0: mindlessly.
1: Mindlessly, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going out for lunch. There's eight and a half dollars, there's $11, like every single day. And it may not be a lot, but when you add it up, like over a couple of months, that's like a student loan payment (laughs) for me. And that was one thing I, I still like fall back into that bad habit of eating out for lunch every now and then. I'm not saying it's a bad habit, but for me, it is a bad habit right now. And so that is the first thing that actually came to my mind. Like today, I ate lunch at home. Like I'm at home right now and even days when I go to a coffee shop, I have a lunchbox now. (laughs) Like I never did a lunchbox in corporate America, but I have a lunchbox now and I will pack leftovers or make a sandwich and some snacks and some pork rinds because I love pork rinds. And so lunch is like step number one for me. Like that is just a good sign. I can look back at the end of a week and I feel a lot better about my money and how I've like developed those habits specifically based on lunch. And uh, the only other thing to answer your question is every month I go back and look specifically at business expenses now. So a lot of times I will get to a point where I'll kind of buy something on a whim that is subscription-based or service-based, something like that. And whereas a couple of years ago, I would probably just like kind of let it run and then maybe I'd notice it on a credit card bill, like a couple of months later. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I should cancel this. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. Now I am ruthless. Like <laughs> at the beginning of yeah. every month, I'll look back and I'll be like, what did I sign up for? Like literally, like what did I spend money on? What did I sign up for? And I'm like, do I really need this? Yes or no. Does and it more help often grow than your,
0: not, the business or? Yeah.
1: That's right. Or is it just a high ROI? Even if it helps grow at this point, I'm like budgeting ruthlessly. And I have gotten to a point now, this is built up over the past couple of years running this business, I am like, is this really worth it? And nine times out of 10, the answer is no. And so I'm like, done, cut it, cancel it. In fact, one of the things I do now that I never did before is whenever I sign up for anything like that, Mm -hmm. whether it's an annual payment, a monthly payment, or something else, like a payment plan, like over three months or something like that, I will literally put something in my calendar before the next payment. Uh, that says something like cancel, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I will write myself something in the uh, calendar. I actually do the exact same, Pete. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. More people should. More people <laughs> should. I think that's a smart good. Yeah, those are the two that stood out on that question.
0: <clears throat> I'm always interested because the this is, I've been living a pretty happy life, but there were periods where I had a bit less. And then, you know, then this this is the time where you think about stuff. And you develop different habits. And lately I've been fa- uh, i mean f- uh, fascinated by habits. So I'm always trying to dig into this as well. And uh, this is something probably that will come again in the show. <laughs> habits, habits, yeah. habits. Because it's really, to me, it really helps to to avoid the willpower thing. So if you, you know, it, it's very basic what I will say, but it, it really, it's like this. It's like if you're trying to lose weight or save more money, and if you rely on willpower, it will work for one week, mm-hmm. one month. But if you, if it becomes a habit, like your lunchbox, you, you do it without efforts and you save money and it saves your goal and then you forget about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So yep, like, Habits and systems. The systems, one thing yeah. I've learned mm-hmm. is to make it as easy as humanly possible for me to remember something, remember to do something, whether that's like going back and analyzing something I signed up for in month 2 or whatever just like doing something right off the bat making that system that will make it easy for me to analyze the budget analyze the purchase remember to pack my lunch like whatever that is and the calendar reminder thing that we both do i think is a great example of that
0: yeah okay very good and then um i think i will end up with the with this question about your blogs and uh, sorry your blog and your podcast Sure. How many episodes have you aired right now on the Do You Even Blog podcast?
1: Oh, I think I'm right around 165 published episodes. Not all of those are interviews; some of those are solo shows. But yeah, I think about 165.
0: Where is Do You Even Blog going? I mean, what are your plans? Do you want to continue in this way, interview people, give tips, etc., or? I mean, do you still want to do it in a a podcast form or maybe go to YouTube or explore more there or what is your, what is your take?
1: Absolutely. 100%. Everything you just said, I will be reaching people via snail mail and Morse code if that's what it comes down to. Oh yeah. So (laughs) I'm serious. I have a message that I need to be putting out into the world. Mm -hmm. And that is there are alternatives to the quote unquote American dream. Shiny corporate American job with a nice car and a new house and a mortgage and et cetera, et cetera I think most of the people in personal finance can agree with me on this There are different paths out there Mm -hmm. and it is incredibly vital for your long-term happiness in 2019 2020 and beyond To figure out your path and if your path involves Doing something creative in exchange for money over the internet youtube podcast blog on my business, all that stuff. I want to help you do that. I am fired up. I'm passionate about this. It's not going away. I do a little bit of YouTube. I'm going to stick with the podcast because I love it. I'm going to keep writing and blogging as well. I'm looking to do a little bit more public speaking as I get a few gigs here and there. I like ramping that up. I enjoy doing that. So to answer your question, yes, everywhere or anywhere, anywhere I can reach people with that message that I just said, I'm going to be doing it.
0: Okay, that's awesome. And I think, it will keep you going for years. Hope so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I assume so at this point, yeah.
0: (laughs) No, that's great. That's great. Well, well, Pete, uh, thank you. That was, I mean, I I learned a a lot from your story and uh, I think the listeners as well. And uh, I I think there's a few takeaways that we we can take here from your story. It's, um, I mean, find your passion and work for it. Make anything possible to, to try to work in the field you're passionate about. You were good at uh, counting, fine, but it's not what you're passionate about. I mean, there's no drives, there's no nothing. You made a drastic change. Nobody needs to, uh, we're not going to tell you to quit your job if you're in marketing and to go play uh, the trumpet, if that's your passion, but.
1: <laughs> and please uh, don't. Yeah, at, totally. Yeah,
0: at least try it. And, and as we mentioned before, like we yes. you can do the Tim Ferriss way by trying to, to build it up on the side, slowly, as a side hustle, as a small business, maybe that's the way to go and to try it out and see where where this can take you.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that's huge. Yep. Good job, Johnny.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a, my main takeaway. Any from you, Pete?
1: I guess, yeah. I never actually said these words, but this is kind of my own takeaway from my own story. Mm. <laughs> that makes any <laughs> sense whatsoever. Uh, and that is... Things are never going to be quite as bad as the worst case scenario. What I mean by that is if you had asked me when I was still working in corporate accounting, like if you told me, Pete, you're going to do this and you're going to get fired and you're going to want to start this online business, you know, with zero existing income, zero existing audience, and you're not going to make that much money. In fact, you're going to make like $50 in your first month and that's it. (laughs) And, you know, your wife is going to be teaching part-time piano lessons after several months and you're going to have to survive. I would have been like, uh, no, no, that's never going to happen because I could never do that. Well, you know what? We could do that. And we did do that. And it's okay. It was stressful for a few months. Of Mm -hmm. course it was. But we survived and we're on the other side. And now I'm doing what I love and it's growing and making more money. It may not always be happiness, there's still a lot of anxiety and stress that I feel about the business, about surviving right now, mm-hmm. of course, but it's not nearly the worst case scenario that my head would have gone to. And so I don't know exactly how to put that in a takeaway form, but the worst case scenario is probably exactly that. <laughs> it's unlikely to happen exactly how your brain imagines it to. So I think that's one word of, uh, of, positive thinking for the listeners out there.
0: Yeah, excellent. Uh, I really enjoy it. And uh, I fully agree with it. So I cannot say it otherwise. Okay, so Pete, uh, well, thank you for your time. And thank you for being on the show. I think it was uh, it was very valuable for everybody. And uh, of course, uh, Pete, uh, we're talking about your blog and your podcast. But yeah,
1: where can they find it? Uh, yeah, com. That's it. I have lots of helpful content that can, you can find it right there on the homepage. I have a nice beginner's guide for people looking to start a blog. You can find a the podcast there. Uh, anything you would want comes right on my homepage. So okay. to you
0: Perfect. Everything uh, will be ever anyway linked to the sh- in the show notes. And uh, yeah, so Pete, have a great day and uh, I speak to you soon.
1: Johnny, thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, that was a pretty fascinating story. Pete's career and studies really went in all directions from studying music to sociology and then moving on to accounting and then starting his career as an accountant, as a CPA and then quitting for other ventures and then finally start his podcast, Do You Even Blog? What a journey. And I'm very curious to see how Pete will continue to deliver his message to the world and if he actually will make the switch to snail mail and Morse code, or even telepathy, who knows? And if you're a blogger or podcaster yourself, I will leave you with three useful uh, resources from Pete in the show notes, Uh, his beginner's guide for blogging, his mega post on how to monetize your blog, and I will link as well to his paid membership community, Online Impact, which includes several online courses around blogging and podcasting, one-on-one and group support to help you build this